Coming to you direct from the Aprose Lounge in the back room of the best cigar shop east of just west of this very location, it's the Cigar Hacks. Better known as a bunch of hacks, talking cigars, etc. Our panel of hacks for this installment are Nurse Rick. This town needs an enema. <laughs> enema Boys at his home here in Plastow Cigar. Dummy to Dominator. Dominator. Hey, finally got here. What's happening? Yeah, a little problem getting little here tonight. Issue with the waggy, but we oh. made it with some oh. coat hangers. It's good to go. <laughs> Taco Steve. Taco Light, baby. I love tacos. I love tacos. I eat tacos all the time. Give me t- <laughs> hey everybody, gonna this have is, a good show tonight This That's is four in a row for you <laughs> Four in a row man. This is a new record <laughs> intro. Steve's intro is my favorite Okay, we got Mustang Mike Mustang Sally And everybody's favorite Harvey Luya, the Reverend Hallelujah. 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 Hey, good evening, everybody. We got a good show tonight. Uh, we're at our home base, Blasto Cigar, and we got some guests with us tonight. Uh, it's going to be a real good show, and uh, hope you listen in and stay with us all night long because it's going to be a very good show tonight. Yeah, our best. Our first guest is Jose Dominguez. Thank, thank you for having me, guys. All right, thank you for having me here. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here. Yes, it is. And yes, along it with, is. Along with Jose, we have Oliver Nouveau from United Scar. Yes, sir. Put my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is your humble want to be anywhere else on a Friday night. <laughs> we are united. This is the humble announcer, producer, Dave. Our segments include Hidden Herf Blind Cigar Review, except we're not doing the Hidden Herf tonight because we're smoking Jose Dominguez. Yes, right. we'll get into that later. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, current events in the cigar world. Ari's got a list of stuff that's going on in the local establishments. And we also have some special guests that are also sitting here. Oh, go right ahead. Okay, so all the way from the Dominican Republic, the Chinese section, we have that famous Chinese Jew, Gijay. <laughs> hey. There we go. And- and we, have, we have his lovely, lovely wife, Ilsa, also started Frozen. <laughs> what? End of course, we have Chappie. The Chaplain. The Chaplain. The Chaplain. Right. Rick's command of the Spanish language is amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. DJ. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we have local spotlight, Cigar Lounge Review. Of course, tonight we're going to talk about the uh, event we went to on Wednesday this Wednesday. week. It's the uh, it's Two Guys 34th Anniversary Party. We were all there. It was yep. a blast. We had a good time. We'll talk it about was a that. good event, yeah. Yep. And then we have Conspiracy Corner, where we expose the ugly underbelly of possible truth, along with Hidden Earth Reveal, which we're not doing. We'll do the Hidden Earth Recap. Uh, you can find us all over the internet, usual places. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our website, CigarHacks.com. And Pornhub. <laughs> Look us up. Uh, there. I'm not, I'm not there. saying DM me that link, but uh, DM me that link. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh goodness. Well, of course, welcome, Jose and Oliver. Thank you. This Thank you great. for having us here, man. Blast. So you guys did a little event here at Plastow Cigar, and uh, we hijacked you after that to do a little recording here. It's great. Well, no, it's an honor to to be here. It was kind of a little surprise, you know, when Oliver said, oh, we're going to be in the show. And I'm like, seriously? (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, yeah, they're setting it up. And so like, okay, let's do it. You know, but it's good. You're good good. on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always better when I'm improvising. It's true. Okay, so what, awesome. usually what we do is we describe the cigar to our listeners since they can't see it. There's no video here. So we have what is this? A six six two? That's a six uh, by sixty two torpedo. Mm-hmm. All right, that's on the High Tower line, which is a spinoff of our original uh, Jose Dominguez uh, blend, which is a signature. So the High Tower we just released about a month ago, and it's a little bit upper scale on the body side. Mm-hmm. So our regular Jose Dominguez line for the Connecticut is goes from mild to medium. The Maduro which has a San Andreas wrapper. It's a solid medium. The high tower, I think, is more from the medium to the full side, on the on the plus side. So uh, it is a bolder blend in our portfolio. The sizes are all big formats, hence the name high tower. It's yeah. all uh, big formats. The smallest size we have is 660 all the way up to a 670. It's flavorful. It's bold, but it's not overpowering. The wrapper is Ecuadorian Habano. And the binder is a Cuban seed Dominican binder. The fillers are Dominican. Nicaragua has a little touch of Pennsylvania broadleaf. And to finish it up, a very unique tobacco called Mata Norte. It's from Brazil. And it's very similar to uh, another tobacco that is common out there called Matafina. Now, Mata Norte is only grown in the region of Mata Norte, which is the northern part of Brazil. And the peculiarity of this tobacco is that it's very flavorful, but... The growers do not want to grow it. There is only one grower in the region of Mata Norte in Brazil that actually grows this tobacco. So the availability of it is very limited. Mm-hmm. We usually request 50 to 60 bales just to work on a couple blends that we use this tobacco. We get five. When we're lucky, we get 10. The prices are going up the roof on it. It's very hard to get. So we're limited on the production of these cigars based on that tobacco because it needs to have it as key component in those blends. So when you're smoking it, you're going to taste a very distinctive sweetness that comes out of it. That's that Mata Norte tobacco. And we only use a small portion of it because it's so flavorful. You don't need to use a lot to get the characteristics out of it. And when you combine it with the Nicaraguan, with the pepperiness in the Nicaraguan and the earthiness and consistency of the Dominican, you create a very balanced blend. Very sweet, sweet undertones with uh, some pepper on the back. Uh, for me, it's a great blend. Uh, like I said, it's bold for a regular portfolio, but it's not overpowering. So this is a nicely constructed cigar. Yes. It's nice and firm and 62 ring gauge. And yep. It's big on your fingers and big in your mouth. Well, no, it's a torpedo, so it's <laughs> not big in your mouth. That's what she said. So there isn't a lot of foot smell on this one. And the cold drawer is very light. It's yeah. not too much. Yeah, it's so, not too much. So it's going to be a surprise what we get. Because sometimes you can do the cold, you can the take, cold yeah. and the foot, and you can get a preview. Of Usually when the when the tobaccos are a little bit younger, they're a little bit more wet, you get a little bit more out of the cold draw. But yeah. in this case, the tobaccos, all the tobaccos in that cigar are over two years old. Uh-huh. So the cold draw is not really going to tell you much. Right. you got to smoke it. It's good and aged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's light them up here. 
and now I know why I'm not in the business you're in, because I couldn't remember all of that stuff about <laughs> one cigar, never mind I, I, the I whole do, line. I do have a question for you. Yes, sir. So how old is the grower? I have no idea. So, I don't even know the grower's name, to be honest with you. So what happens if he kicks? Then we're in deep trouble. <laughs> then we have to re-blend the, bland, the, the, the blender, you know, uh, pray to God that... Somebody else or his son wants to follow in his steps or something like that if he has a son. I think you should send the Chinese Jew out there to do it. To find out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, now that you mention it, we've been talking to a grower in Brazil, not particularly in the region of Matanorte, but we've been talking to him about the possibility of going there and contracting this grower to do a small batch just for us. And we'll take the tobacco from the farm and process it in the Dominican Republic. And we might do that next year. Nice. This is nice. It's, it's medium. Yeah, medium. Medium to mild. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's super. It's not it super it depends. For me, it's more a medium to the plus side. You're going to be, you know, uh, perception is reality. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going to have a different opinion. That's mine. I'm not going to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> the retrohale is very, very nice in this. Yes, it's uh, it's, like I said, it's not nice. overpowering in your palate. It's full of flavor. It tingles every sense of your palate, but it's not overpowering. Oh, yeah, that is very mild on the retro hill. Yeah. It's good. You all lit there, Dom? What do you think? Yes, it is quite mild. But, you know, like you said, you know, reality is perception. Yeah. So, yeah, it's on the milder side for me, but it does have, like, a lot of flavor to it yeah. in a sense, you know. So it's good. I really it do like tasty. it. It is tasty. I've had one before, so. This is my first is one. Good. It's my first time here. Oh, oh there you go. You're a virgin. Yeah. I don't, th I don't I think know. I've ever this smoked a cigar before either. No? I mean, it's I'm, your first time? Yeah, it's your first time, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah We're sure going to have to talk to Scott and Matt about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the Happy. first time? <laughs> yeah, they were, they were actually just introduced to to Plasdow. Um, well, I mean, yeah, 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 because it's when you guys were here. So less than less than a month ago, yeah. and they've yeah. they have already been reordered. It's a few weeks. So. And yeah. they're moving, so it's their fault. And well, I have one. One of my one of the guys gave me one. So just haven't had, yeah, you got it here, and I just time. haven't had a chance to smoke it yet. Yes, and it has it, a real nice draw to it. It's very. I like a mild cigar. It's, I I think I found my. Uh, your go-to? My go-to. Your next new one? Yeah. We turned Harvey on the Giannas a couple of Oh, the couple La Giannas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh that's ago. a good cigar. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. I love those cigars. But, but the packaging on, I think it, it presents well on the shelf, too. And maybe you can you can talk further on it. What, what drew you to the, the color profile and the logo, but... It, you know, it presents well on the shelf. The orange really pops. The tissue paper on the outside is all printed. So it's a nice cigar for cigar smokers that are buying it. But then also, when, when you think about... You know, families that come in, you know, wives, girlfriends, you know, guys that are looking for a gift for a friend and they buy the cigar, the way it presents is, is very nice. It's very elegant. Yeah, well, when we were working packaging-wise on the idea of the high tower, and this is something that took a lot of tries, I wanted to get outside the box, you know, completely outside the box and do non-traditional things. So, for instance, uh, the cellophane sleeve, which is the most traditional thing on cigars, walk away from that. Something that is not very used is a tissue paper, mostly because it's very difficult to get, uh, get it right and to work it as well. So... That was one thing to you know to be eye catching. The box, the the shape of the box itself, when you stack it up, it looks like a building or like a tower. Mm -hmm. You know the way that it's done is where you take the whole lid off, you put it <laughs> vertically, so it's standing up, and you fit the whole box inside of it. So it kind of like stands up on a little bit of an edge. So it looks like a building, 
going up, like a high rise going up, something like that. So that was thinking a little bit outside the box just to be able to, so it's something eye-catching. The same thing with the logo, something modern, a little bit more appealing to the now growing demographic of younger smokers out there, you know, between the 20s and the 30s, <laughs> which is where I am, you know, I'm 30 years old, so... That's what I've been finding that a lot of my friends along, around my age are really getting into cigars. And there's really not a lot out there to catch their attention in terms of fashion or or style, you know. So, yeah, that's uh, when we were doing the presentation on this with us, give or take the mentality that I had. I loved my version of standing on the mountain and saying... Oh, I think I'm gonna. You know, it's pretty high up here. I'm not gonna mention the part about urinating. <laughs> you keep that one out. Well, that's that's a version of how we came up with the name. I, I love the idea of wow, it's pretty high up here. I think I'm gonna make a cigar and call it the High Tower. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so moving right along here. You wanna do the troops there, Ricky? Sure. So to thank our troops fighting the good fight here in this country and abroad. We thank you. We respect you. We honor you. Harvey, thank you for your 24 years. You're welcome, buddy. Chappie, thank you for your 12 years. Nice. Well, nine years. Nine. Okay. I, I lied. Nine years. Rounding up. And uh, to our friend over there, Mr. Gijay, I, I'm lying about the Chinese part. He's a Dominican Jew, and that's okay. <laughs> No, he's a quarter Chinese. Yeah, you got a couple of brothers in the room. His last his last name is Sang, S A N G. Well, now it's Songstein. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to the tribe. Okay. That's great. So, how do you like your podcast juice? Who's got it over here? You got it? Oh, oh you guys. Go, yeah. We well, mention this all the time. What kind of salt did you put in it? Just plain, uh, oh, orange mandarin this time. Orange mandarin. Orange mandarin. We always put a different flavored seltzer in there to give it a little different kick. So it's hammer sickle vodka, pineapple juice, and a splash of seltzer. And use different flavors. Sometimes watermelon works good in this. This one's pretty good. However, Chappie invented something Oh yeah, that has been the best we've ever had. We went to Chappie's house. Uh, he didn't have any ice. But he had frozen strawberries. That's what we used. That was delicious. It Genius. was good. That was good. That was awesome. Yeah. So the Hammer Sickle Vodka bottle is on the table right over there. It's with us every show. It's our mascot. And so we make these with, we make these with Hammer Sickle nice. Vodka. So that's the shamless plug for our mascot. Plug for your mascot. Yeah. yeah. It's that's, with us every show. That's some good juice. And what's great about it is at Nick's store, Pasta Padron's store, at Twins, we asked the bartender, Lisa, to make us a podcast juice, and now it's a regular drink there called so the podcast, the podcast nice. juice. Yeah. Nice. You can go to Twins and order one. Yeah, Order a podcast juice. They'll make, a, make, it for they'll you. make you one. Hack juice. Huh? Yeah. Hack podcast juice. juice. Well, yeah, it could be hack juice. Yeah. It doesn't sound as good. No. It <laughs> hack juice. Could be. It's all in the name. So, Branded. Mm. Yeah. So you guys got to check out the limo tonight, eh? Mm. That was very sweet. That was, yeah. yeah, very sweet and Bert. creepy, but very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Got two two grown men leading leading three people into the into a limo. Oh, jump, in the jump in the bag. There's candy in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's yeah, cigars and booze. Like, oh, right, oh yeah. Like, it's, it's New Hampshire. It's sort of legal here. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, I can't open the door from the inside. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's good to know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
We didn't say it was an expensive limousine. <laughs> <laughs> but you can smoke in it. That's good, yeah. yeah. We did We did start to feel sleepy in about uh, a minute or yeah, two. Yeah, it was kind of like dry. It was that gas that they were putting in there. Knockout <laughs> gas. <laughs> and the purple lights do it, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't You didn't get to see it at night. We get the, Welcome to the, the Bill Cosby VIP Lounge. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's subtle. All right. <laughs> Try these mints. They're good. <laughs> oh, That's funny. That is funny. Hmm. All right. Anyway, so Patriots on the House is back. Oh, yeah. So the Bush trimmer, who went to college for landscaping, we call him Bushy, Bush, Bush shows all the Patriot games on the side of his house. He has three fire pits. One of these fire pits holds 10-foot pallets. So Whoa. we have raging fires. Oh. And uh, there's nothing like watching a game in 10-degree weather where the only time you're really going to freeze is when you have to pee. When you walk away from the fire. When you walk away from the fire. Other than that, you're hot as <laughs> Yeah, Everything's frozen. It's zero out there. The ground around the fire pit is melted. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's oh, outside. yeah. 10-foot pallets. 10-foot yeah. pallets, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's got a big projector. Shines on the side of the house. That's and awesome. Smoke cigars, drinking beer, watching football. And it's warm. Fire pits, yeah. It's mm. nice and warm in the wintertime. It's great. Do you get the NFL there? Do you follow that? or I know you guys are... We watch the Super Bowl, basically. Yeah. We get the games if we wanted to, but it's not a real the, big following. Dominicans have, into uh, soccer, except your team in the, in the World Soccer League uh, wasn't that good. No, we just started getting into soccer. Our biggest uh, sport is baseball, then really? followed by oh, basketball. Yes. We're big ba- big on baseball. Well, Big right. Poppy, it's uh, Dominican. Yeah. Volleyball also. Uh, oh, yeah, volleyball too, and basketball. Uh, back in the 90s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, we were called, Dominican Republic was called the Baseball Factory, really? the MLB Factory. Okay. And we actually have a lot of, they call them the farms, Got a lot of farms. Major League Baseball teams have their stadiums down there and their farms where they are training kids for future right. prospects. Wow. Of either minor leagues or major leagues. That's fabulous. Yeah. You also said that in volleyball, we beat the Americans. The, the ladies beat the lady team. In volleyball, yeah. In volleyball. Yeah. Let, me, uh-huh. let me ask you something. A real important question. You ever hear a curling? Yes. <laughs> Curling is. How, how do you feel about it? <laughs> love it. Do you love curling? Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. I'm not 100 percent sure on the on the rules and the no. scoring, but I absolutely love you it. You can't oh. whack anybody with those brooms. It's kind of like shuffleboard. Uh, I get a red card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red card. The red card. Oh yeah. If it's on, if it's on, I'm watching. This year in January, we're going to do Hackapalooza number two. And so Hackapalooza number one, we had a uh, gentleman, we call him the Muff Diver. He came from... uh he came from North Carolina. I got the bushwhacker and the muff yep. diver. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are not solid. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> and we brought we brought Bert and Ernie up from uh, Colorado. We flew him up. We had Jojo Mo, Jojo Mo, the happy hooker, um, and Alex the bastard coming from the state of Pennsylvania. And then we had all the hacks. And we went to about fifteen stores, uh, smoking cigars. Every cigar band that we smoked. I put the cigar band in my pocket, and I just kept them. And at the end of our two and a half days, 
Well, it's Thursday to Sunday. Thursday to Sunday. On Sunday, I had, <laughs> I think, 36 wrappers in my pocket. Wow. Wow. From smoking cigars. So anyway, we took them up to <laughs> Pond, which is also known as Enema Lake by the Gitchy Gumi, <laughs> also known as the Snatchy Beaver. Uh, and, and the we, Itchy uh, Muskrat. And the Itchy Muskrat. And we, um, we had some kids clear the ice, and Dave made some curling rocks, which were, I actually have a video of it, so I will show it to you. Made. They're made out of disc brakes. And drum brakes. I and took a disc breaks. on the bottom and a drum on the top. Took some threaded rod through there with some nuts and bent over the handle. No kidding. And we've got oh, I'll show we've got a set of those things. Yeah. And was, we threw and curling stones because the guys worked. in Colorado love this game of curling. Yeah. Us here in the north, we don't like this game of curling. Oh, love it. <laughs> Just don't get it. So they actually worked way better than we expected, and we played a little curling out there. On the Spent way. 20 minutes thinking about where you're going to throw this piece of crap on the ice and i'm thinking trying not to fall trying no. not to fall and i'm thinking holy <laughs> they're gonna throw this 40 pound rock and the ice is gonna break and we're gonna be freezing <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> nice craftsmanship yeah with a disc rake and a drum right yeah, 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 yeah. see that got some, got some pictures of that around yeah so we'll show you those later but yeah it was pretty uh cool actually i think one of the sets came off the limo <laughs> <Drums. laughs> oh, that's awesome. we redid the brakes. Do you have a nickname for the limo? Oh, it's the Oscuro. The Oscuro. Yeah. All right, I like it. It's long and black. Yeah, Taco. long and black. Mm-hmm. Like Taco. Give them the. Just push that, and you can. Oh, watch you can it. watch the video. I got the sound down. So the other thing, uh, while you're watching that, there, uh, football. <laughs> Football is on in all the lounges. I was looking for current events, and everybody's playing the football games and whatnot. Yeah. And baseball's winding down. We'll have the uh, World Series pretty soon. And I just want to give a shout-out out there to JoJo Mo. Don't you dare sell Patrick Mahomes. Don't do it. <laughs> sell him. Don't trade him. do him. Don't oh, trade him. Fantasy football. Yeah, yeah fantasy yeah, trade football him. out there. Do not trade him because Birdie wants him. You had a good look at that? Yeah, that's, that's pretty great. awesome. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> that's yeah, Thank you. That's a riot. That was a good time. So we were driving around that weekend with the limo. We had the guys from out of town. Without any brakes and, uh, because you were playing hacking with it. No, <laughs> curling with no, it. No, the new brakes were on. Oh, okay. The, okay. I was, I was a little off. concerned for your safety there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So if you were playing with the limo brakes, what was breaking the limo? <laughs> <laughs> the, guys, the guys inside. It was like the, was like the Flintstones. You know, there's holes in the floor. Exactly. We just put our feet down. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Dave's good at repurposing. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. I was poor on the scotch. <laughs> All right. We do the current events here. We have a segment here. One of the things that we do on the show here is uh, we highlight all the local lounges and any place that we've been to or any of the hacks have been to. We keep track of all their current events and anything that's coming up. We will put them in this section here, and we have the Reverend who will be reading them for us. So, you ready to go, Hoff? Yes, sir. All right. Let's do it. Okay, Cigar Shenanigans, North Conway, New Hampshire, Bricktoberfest with Brickhouse Cigars on Saturday, 928. Two guys, Salem, New Hampshire, the coffee bar is open at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe on recording days, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. 
The 34th anniversary sale is Friday night, 20 in store only. Buy three, get four free. Fourth, fourth. Fourth free. Not four free. Four. <laughs> get the fourth get one, the fourth free. one well, for free. He was right. You get the fourth for free. Yeah. The fourth. Oh, I thought you said. I thought he, he said did, you get he did. four he did. free. I'm trying to help him out. Just go on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this again. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So let's get this straight. Buy three, get the fourth one free. Right. So if I buy four United, three United cigar products, I can get a fourth one free. Fourth one, or I can mix and match. It looks that. It looks that way. I think you can mix and match. And on the card that I got in the mail, it said lighters, carters, ashtrays, whatever, anything, any product, any product. Yeah. Buy you three, buy three, you get the fourth. Whatever you four whatever free. the fourth thing you're getting, as long as it's the lowest price one, Sounds, you I get that one go. for free. Sounds like a great deal. So it is. <laughs> it's like a it's like a 25 percent off sale, right? Yeah, that's what really what it is. Okay, Castaway Seabrook, New Hampshire, smoking in the fire pits every day now on fall hours, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only through September. Then close for the season. Only two more weekends. It's castaways. Yep. Twins, Londonderry, New Hampshire. Sunday night, Saturday night live music, 928. The Garrett Partridge Acoustic Trium? Trium? Trium. Trium. Uh, what's a trium? Is it tribute? No, it's, I, think it's, I think it's three guys. <laughs> yeah. No, that's how they... Trium. That's yeah. How yeah. Is, yeah. 8 to 11 p.m. Oh, that's okay, yeah. Tobacco Haven, Brookline, New Hampshire. Cigar and wine, cigar and wine time Sunday nine twenty two. Fucino, what's that? Fucino, Fucino Vineyard, one p.m. That's fifteen dollars. Federal Cigar Bar, Portsmouth and Dover, New Hampshire. Happy hour, four to six p.m. Monday through Friday. Ladies' night, five p.m. until Eight close. Hours. Wednesdays in Dover, Thursdays in Portsmouth. Half price drinks for the ladies. Federal Cigar, Epping, New Hampshire. 2019 Customer Appreciation Barbecue Buffet, Saturday, September the 21st, 1130 to 230. Free barbecue from Goody Coves while it lasts, 12 to 2. Okay, also the, uh, what is that? Uh, Calibra. Calibra Club Grand Opening. Private 24-7 BYOB Cigar Club. Okay, so you heard about this yet? To get tuned into what's going on at Epping? No. They they closed the lounge at Federal and Epping, and they're turning it into a private members-only club where you have a key fob to get in any time. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so you have 24-7 access to yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah, in Epping? So, so <laughs> they're not afraid that some of the members are going to go and make a mess uh, I guess at 3 o'clock in the morning? I guess they're going to have cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can I get live streaming on that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, O'Shea's in Ashburn, New Hampshire. Open mic with the Goat and Friends. Thursdays at 7 to 9. Live music with the Dirty Double Crossers. Saturday, 921. 8 to, 11, uh, 8 to 11 p.m. Radloffs, Rochester, New Hampshire. Family Feud on Wednesday. Trivia Thursdays. Karaoke Fridays. and uh, Fridays. Friday and Saturday Live Music. We Bowling Sunday. Get on their mailing list for details. Michael Cigar Bar, Worcester, Mass. The Complaints. Friday, 920 at 930 p.m. to 1230 a.m. Victory Bar... Victory Bar and Cigar, Worcester, Mass. September's Craft Beer Month. 
And they say it's five dollar craft beers. Five dollars craft. Did you get out to Worcester? You've been to these places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty. Really, Victor, yeah, yeah, Victor Bar is nice. I really like Victor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, bar room. The last but not least here. Uh, Havana Cigar, Warwick, Rhode Island, Christoph event, and Cigar Dinner, Thursday, 9, 19, 6 to 10 p.m. with Jarrett, and the cost of that is $25, and that's the end of uh, uh, the list of uh, current events. So, you know Jarrett, of course. Yes. He's coming up from, I guess he's in Texas now. Yeah, he lives right outside of Dallas. He's he's right by Frisco. I go to uh, Industrial Cigars in Frisco, Texas quite a bit. Great, mm-hmm. great spot. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's he's out there in Texas now. Love it. Have you been to Enfuego? Uh, I've I've not stepped into Enfuego. They have four they- locations now. Yep. Like I said, somebody from the hacks has been all these places. My wife, who was the Brooklyn chick, who's one of the hacks. Okay, she's actually the one who turned me on to cigars. By the way, oh, no. <laughs> oh. and you admit yeah, that openly. I, that's yeah, that's really did. cute. She did. <laughs> That's awesome. She did. She moved up from the half-inch ones to the... Nobody can hear you, Ricky, because you're not talking to your microphone. I said, I bet she did. She moved up from the half-inch ones to full cigars now. Yeah. There you go. So, it's a long story. She was down there on business, and she happened to be right at the hotel right next door to one of the Enfuegos in Rockwall. Right. So, they got Rockwall. There's one in Frisco, McKinney, and, oh, what's the other one? I can't remember. Anyway, there's four of them down there. Yeah, yeah. But they're pretty cool. they got events going on over there all the time, so we keep track of them. Very active. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, talk about this cigar. What do you think there, Mustang Mike? Good. Very good. First time for me. Yeah, me too. So you and Harvey and I, this is the first time. Yeah. Have you had one of these before? I had one. Chris, Comedy Chris, who's one of the other hacks, gave me one. He recommended it. It was I really good. I did until earlier tonight. So I, Great cigar. Uh, before we even started, I was smoking one of the Churchills in the, the regular line, yeah. and it's so good, I didn't want to put it out to light the other one. <laughs> I really I really enjoy oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That was the That's original a- The original blend. It's called, uh, it was called the All-American Blend. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. The, so, the Jose Dominguez. The Jose yeah. Dominguez natural, yeah, but originally the original blend yeah. was All-American because it used United States, Pennsylvania, uh, Broadleaf, and USA Connecticut Broadleaf in the filler. Not to be oh, confused with back. Pennsylvanian Broadleaf from Nicaragua. No, USA. Actually, in the factory, if you want to know the blend, you have to say American blend. Hey, yeah, China, the All-American. All right, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So how many faces of uh, Jose Dominguez are there? How many well, people? you have two wrappers on the regular signature line. Uh, you have two wrappers, which is the Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade and the San Andreas Maduro, and five sizes on each one of them. So you have the Fino, which is a 44 by 6. You have the Gordito. Which is a robusto? It's a five by fifty. Then you have the grande, which is a, the Churchill seven and a half by fifty. The gigante, which is a six by sixty. And sorry, it's only four size and not five. And what about a lens? Right, you got the gordito. Not a, like gordito? Not, eh? The gordito. Gordito, grande, fino, gigante, grande, and gigante. fino. And will there and be the, a and, the term, and the bellicoso? Sorry, six and a half by fifty-two. No lancero. No, we have a similar a, clo- a size close to the lancero, which is the fino. It's a forty-four. Traditionally, for us, lancero is a thirty-eight to forty ring gauge, and lengthwise it could be six and a half to seven inches. Our fino is a forty-four by six, so it's pretty close. Yeah, 
you know, it's only four ring gauges away from the norm, mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit shorter, but it kind of get there. It it is actually my favorite size. Wow. Yeah, yep. I'm I'm a Lancero guy, and I have a box of Finas. Yeah. In the Maduro, it, they smoke. Maduro. They smoke on on the format itself. Smokes pretty similar, yep. you know, and it's uh, it's a very comfortable size. Unfortunately, market wise, it is not a very famous size. The people that like like it, but. It is not uh, 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 doesn't have a broad spectrum of admirers out there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So the cigar you had there, Steve. Yes, sir. Was the Churchill. Yep. And the natural. The natural. We smoked that on show sixty three and episode sixty three. We smoked that one. I like it. It's so. I'm a medium guy, and I thought this would be very mild, but it's no. It's, it's nice. got it's got some flavor. It's yeah, not it's, overpowering. None of our cigars are really overpowering. They don't. They don't. Uh, but they fill your palate with flavor. Yeah. Very you know? good. It's good stuff. So I'm glad I yeah. got a few of them here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I'm kind of curious. How'd you get into this business? Uh, family. Uh, my dad started okay, in '94. So. Mm-hmm. so I was uh, I was a toddler. I was uh, five years old when uh-huh. he started. I started working with him at the factory when I was eight. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of just went yeah, from yeah. there. It's a lot of the same story. A lot of the families are like this. Exactly, it's, yeah. It's handed down. It's handed down yeah. from mm-hmm. one to the other, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I started working with him when I was eight. Then he fired me when I was 16. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Where did he catch you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> he actually gave me my first cigar when I was eight years old, too. Wow. He gave me uh, Don Rafael 7.5 by 50 uh, Churchill that I smoked. It took me three hours to smoke. I was completely drunk and, after and, that. And, and did you say... Dad, where's the tequila? <laughs> no, no. The my mama, dad was. My dad has never been a big drinker. Never been a drinker. Uh, so uh, I, I had to introduce to, uh, had to introduce booze into my life myself. But uh, cigars. It was him when I was eight. We were on a hunting trip, and uh, mosquitoes were just eating me up. It was like seven o'clock at night. They were eating me up, and he gave me this big Churchill and told me just to smoke it and blow it out so the mosquitoes would go away. Gave me a bill, gave me a good buzz though. Yeah, I was out cold after that one. Yeah, the mosquitoes liked it too. Yeah, they liked it too. They liked it so much. I didn't feel them afterwards. They were biting me all over the place, but I didn't feel them. Now, do you, now, do you ever do pairings with all the different uh, Dominican rums out there? Yes, I particularly myself, I am a big admirer of rum. I. Scotch gives me headaches. That's the only thing. I don't dislike the flavor. They just give me a headache. So I tend to go to the sweeter drinks, which is rum and uh, bourbon are my favorite. Amongst the rums, my all-time favorite is the Brugal Extra Viejo, which is a very... Brugal. Yeah, Extra Viejo, which is a very common rum, not expensive at all. It's sweet. Uh, it is uh, extra aged, so it is a little, and, and it's aged in um, barrels of, uh, I think it's cognac. So it is very sweet, it's tasty, it has a very smooth profile to it, so you can drink it on the rocks without any problem. I, I remember drinking this with my friend Crispy, and he woke me up about 4 o'clock in the morning as I was passed out on the lawn. <laughs> you better get up, you're going to get bitten alive. <laughs> Yeah, it has a side effect, you and know, it unfortunately. Take much of it. Yeah. But uh no, that's actually my favorite one. You know, uh I've been Sweet. drinking that since I was in college and uh all the way up to now. Still this. It's consistent. All right, let's nice. let's roll into the local spotlight here. All right. So we're gonna talk about the two guys thirty fourth anniversary party that we were all at. So I wanna get a get it from your perspective. Because you've done you've done this before? You've been yes, this before? is actually my 
six, seven, one. Okay. I don't know. I've been on yeah. s- the last six or seven. I I know he skipped the thirty first anniversary, so it might have been I started eight years ago going to it. Mm-hmm. It is a great event. I mean, yeah. from the consumer standpoint, it is a great event. You go in, you have a lot of fun. You have the chance of winning something amazing. Mm-hmm. And in, in my opinion, most people go out. Uh, go out of it with more than they came in. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, it is a great event for the consumer. It is great uh, for the manufacturer because it doesn't really impose a lot on you like other events do. Some other stores or people that hold events really require a lot from the manufacturer in terms of uh, free goods and things like that, you know, to be able to attend these events. The only real requirement is that you show up and you be there, and that's awesome. You know, and you get to interact with so many end consumers that a lot of events don't give you that ability to interact the way that you do with them. Yeah. You know, where you sit down for a full course meal and throughout this whole sorts of games and events of drawing people out that you actually become friends with these people. And when you see them the next year, which has happened to me, yeah. I've had, you know, years where I've sit with the same people that I sit that last year. Oh, yeah. You know, because you see, you say, hey, yeah. great seeing you. You know, I'm glad you're back. Oh, we're going to sit here with you. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. And that's usually how it goes. So I, it, for me, it's one of the most enjoyable events out there of all the ones that I've been to. So it must be different for the, for the manufacturers to get together like that. You need to have a big polling force in order to be able to do that. So, yeah. uh, you know, Dave from Two Guys has been a very important retailer in the yeah. whole industry, not mm-hmm. only in this area, but in the whole industry, has that, so that pull power. Yeah. That he's yeah. built over now 34 years. Yeah. You know, as it hasn't always been like that, I'm pretty sure for him. And yeah. if, you, if he was around, he would probably tell you that. But over the years, he's built his business and his uh, model to where he has that ability to be able to pull something like that off. Um, Oliver, I'm going to ask you a tough question. Uh, so Oliver represents United. What was the very first cigar, since you represent numerous brands, what was the very first cigar you smoked? Out of the United portfolio or just in general? In general. In general. From what yeah. I remember and what I've expressed in the past, it, it was an Arturo Fuente. It, my my father was a cigar smoker, okay. so I would tap into his humidor. I never really got into cigarettes, so when I was 16, I uh, I started pilfering his humidor yeah. and uh, and the Arturo Fuente I don't. I, I can't even remember what size or or what it was, but that was that was my first brand. And what was the first cigar you smoked the other night? Ah, first it was a United. Mine was a United Toro Maduro. Okay, that is a, it's, that a, that, that's my go-to. Uh, that has a Mexican San Andres wrapper as well. Brazilian Matafina as mm-hmm. um, you know, in, the, had talked in the filler, about, mm-hmm. in the filler, and uh, a little Dominican. So it just it has a nice balance. Very woody. Uh, it's a soft box press, so it's not. You know, it's not, it's not that hard box press. It just it fits well. It smokes well. It's um, and it's not overpowering. So it's a good way to start the night and even finish the night. And is it okay to ask you what are the brands you represent? Oof. So the under the United portfolio, we have brands that we manufacture. So, you know, brands like La Giana. Uh, we do the United, the Firecracker Classic. A lot of those brands are made by Jose Dominguez at Maja Cubana. Then we have brands that we distribute, like the Jose Dominguez signature brand. Uh, the High Tower now is uh, just recent to our, our portfolio. And then we also distribute the Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. So we have an ex- extensive portfolio from uh, you know, anything from you know a dollar fifty retail like the Desperado yeah. all the way up to thirty 
plus dollars on the Atabay. On the Atabay, yeah. Yeah. You know, that classic Cubana is really good for a short fill. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah, medium chop fill. Yeah. Cuban sandwich, however you want to call it. But if if we didn't even mention that it was a a chop fill, you wouldn't You wouldn't be able to notice. The the way it's constructed, again, by, you know. Oh, do you make these? Jose, he make makes, yeah. oh, makes the classics. Well, I didn't know that, and I'm yeah. giving you a compliment. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank absolutely. you. Well, it really is an old short filler. Actually, the cigar is about 60% long filler. So the trick behind uh, a good uh, mixed filler cigar is the, what we call the reinforcement. Mm-hmm. You put in, when you're doing the bunch, you put in, before you put all the chop filler, which yeah. we call picadura, you put in a piece of long filler that's going to be like the backbone of the cigar. It's yep. going to what it's going to create the body of the cigar, so the cigar is not soft all the mm-hmm. way through. So you put that piece of long filler, and then you fill in the gaps with the short filler, and then you roll it like a regular cigar, and you put it in the mold, and then you press it. Right. Well, that's going to do that piece of long filler is going to create the walls in the cigar, so it's nice and sturdy, and you don't notice the difference as as you're smoking it. The cigar doesn't flake out, so it actually holds the ash yeah. like a regular long filler cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so construction is key on that. Construction is key, and not only that, our short filler blend, we take a lot of pride in it. It's actually a five, uh, we blend five different tobaccos yeah. into it, and it's very meticulous and very peculiar the way that we do it, and mm-hmm. that's why, well, you just said it. You, yeah. you wouldn't be able to notice no. the flavor that you get out of it. And it's only like a $3 stick when you buy a, buy the box. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. Correct. Yeah. So when your factory puts out, so many different cigars. What do you say? Tuesdays we're making this. Wednesdays we're making this. I mean, how do you keep it separated? No, it's um, think about it as uh, machinery. Basically, you're limited to certain resources that you have on hand, and depending on what's being ordered at the moment. So you're limited by your resources that limit you. For instance, are uh, manpower, because not every roller knows how to do every single cigar or every single size. So some rollers specialize in certain sizes and or shapes. So torpedo is not a, a cigar that any roller can do because of the intricate shape of the on the top. You know, it has to be the bunching when it's being done. It has to be a, a done in a certain very specific way so that the cigar doesn't clog on the top. The molds that you have available is also a limited resource. The tobacco that you have on hand at the moment, the cigars that are being ordered at the moment. So it's all a determinant. Now, changing every day is not good. Because remember that uh, this is a craftsman that is doing everything by pulse. So every size has a different weight, you know, a different amount of tobacco that they need to put in their hand. So when you're changing that every day, you lose consistency over the product. So the best way to do it is if you're going to stick this guy to this blend and this size, to leave him in that for as long as you can until you have to change him to something different. Then if you're going to change him, try not to change the size change the blend because that way the pulse still stays the same remember this is being done 100 percent by hand this is a guy that's taking this much of this leaf this much of this leaf this much of this leaf putting it together in his hand before he puts it on the buncher and rolls it up and puts it in the mold so the more that you can leave them on a certain size and blend the better the more consistency the cigar of that roller is going to be makes perfect sense yeah yeah mm-hmm so on Wednesday at the uh, anniversary party, you were standing in for, for yeah, for Nelson. For Nelson, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, he was um, he was not able to make the event. Right now, he's so Nelson lives between uh, Spain and Cuba, mostly mostly in Spain. He has for the last twenty years with his wife and his youngest son. 
uh, Fabio, who's 14. His oldest son is uh, 29 and lives in Cuba, but just moved to, to Spain. Mm-hmm. His, Nelson's father is not doing well uh, health-wise. So, yeah. And his son, Nelson's son, uh, Nelson Jr., is about to have a, uh, a baby in the next couple of days. Maybe his wife is. So, his wife is yeah. correct, <laughs> correct. Um, so, he, so he is a Fabio, no yeah. Elvis, no, no Elvis. Um, so unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it, and I had to do a, a stand-in yeah. for him. And that's very good, yeah. Well, yeah. but it was uh, no, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Great, so who did you, who did you pick to eliminate? I eliminated Davidoff. Oh, oh, yes. you yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody wanted to eliminate Davidoff. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Steve everybody. Saka wanted to eliminate Davidoff, but I think he was happier when he eliminated yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was. He was. He said, "I wanted Davidoff, but I got something better." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was funny when he stood up, but he went, "F you!" It just right. that was great. Oh, oh me? He just started. Right. No, no. Oh, the, when Steve got up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it Rocky picked him. He got up. Right. right. He started and he says, it. F you, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> and then and from then on, started. it just went downhill. Oh, then it was yeah, yeah, f bombs, uh, f bombs all over the place. So I didn't go to the event, but so what were the prizes and so oh, forth? So. The, the, yeah, it was an all paid expense trip, all expense paid trip to Vegas for six. So you were gonna fly on JetBlue Mint. You were gonna stay at Caesar's first, Palace. First class. First class. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's Mint, what yeah. JetBlue Mint is. So. I'm not at your. Uh, yeah. So uh, you were going to stay at the presidential suite at Caesar's Palace. They were going to give you a dinner in Sinatra's restaurant, all paid, and also the experience, the bulldozer experience, which I forget what it was called, and the dream racing thing where you uh-huh. got into a, a dream race car something like that and drove around uh, the track needless yeah. to say he ended up dishing out six thousand dollars to three different people yeah oh he took the money yeah. and took yeah. the money instead of the trip yeah, yeah. 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 okay as would yeah. i yeah because the way they do it they get down it's elimination thing you get yeah down, and, and he offers them right and so when it's you know 10 people he's offering them all a thousand dollars a piece and then it goes to 1500 and yeah. it's less people and it finally get down to three guys and they're like i'll take the six thousand dollars or the chance of getting eliminated and getting the six thousand dollar ashtray right? yeah <laughs> that was, that was exactly because that was the, the well the if it would have gotten down to two he would have probably upped that pool to eight thousand right you yeah. know yeah, yeah. It's always interesting to hear. Like I went two years ago, and it was interesting to hear what he was going to, uh, how far up he was going to go. Yeah. With the, so two years ago he was giving away that cigar shed, the uh, man cave, the man, man cave. cave, the man cave, and you know he went up pretty far, and we were all screaming, "Take the money! You can yeah. buy a shed for six thousand dollars. Take the money!" I think he went up to like. Ten grand at one point, or something like that, or eight yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He yeah, went but, up but pretty sh- far on that one. Yeah, but the shed when it was completed right. as a man cave was about twenty plus. It included the sites work to put the electrical in there, and right. everything. it was all yeah. included. Yeah, every, yeah. Oh yeah, heated. Oh, yeah. Like that was that was yeah, a good job. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. the guy took the cash that year too. Yeah. The last year was that was, was the, the Trans Ham. The guy wanted. Oh, yeah. He was there at the party this yeah, year. He was. Yeah. He was there. He actually came yeah. in here the the next day. He hung up the wedding yeah. it and brought it. Brought it. Well, drove yeah. it up here. Yeah. I still would have taken. He the was. Money. He was not giving that up. Well, uh, Nick Perdomo offered him twenty, twenty or twenty five, whatever it was, right at the show. And supposedly another guy then the next day offered him twenty five. Correct. Yeah. And uh, he didn't take it. He wanted the car. I would have taken it for 10. (laughs) (laughs) 
So last night I went up to the Seabrook store because I thought uh, uh, Husto, <laughs> Husto. Rowe was yeah. going to be that. But I got mixed up. He was in Nashua last night. He's yeah, Seabrook he was in today. today yes. yeah. Right. I got it. Sandwich, so I went up there to see him, and he wasn't there. But one of the guys who won the $6,000 was sitting in the lounge. Oh, there, no so, kidding. And a couple of other guys who were there. So we recapped the whole thing. Turns out you have to pay taxes on that. Six on grand. the six, yes. Oh, anything, yeah. anything over five, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything over five, but it's like the lottery. Yeah. Well, it, right, right, right. But he had, sorry, sorry. Mass- but he had he had a thousand cash because that was the book, right? Mass- so he should only pay on five. Massachusetts. It's anything over a thousand. I believe anything over a thousand, you're paying taxes. And the boroughs is out of Massachusetts, yeah, right? Massachusetts, yes. yeah. So yeah, that guy got screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was the tax though, by the way? Because I had an argument about it. Was it like twenty five percent? Uh, it'd be around there. Plus, mass is is uh, plus five, plus five, the five, income five, tax, yeah, right? Because he has to account that as a lottery win, mm-hmm. right? Like he won a lottery or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, it's, what I, that's what right. I'm it's right. Yeah. yeah. So it really depends on his bracket. He could be in a high tax bracket. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, the, you know, withholding on that is generally 25% is how they do it. Yeah. That's what I was so we'll give you, you a Trans Am minus two wheels. Now, the, the other thing is if you won the prize to go to Vegas, you'd have to pay the tax on the value of that. Seriously? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's not a, it's not something substantial. They're giving you giving it, it to you in service. You're the, not receiving the cash. It's the, the value value equivalent. Yeah. As if you bought it. as if they gave you the money to buy it. You still have to pay the tax on that. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why people are, are are happy to take the cash. Because well, they're not thinking that at the moment, I bet you. I mean, yeah. how many of those guys actually knew about that? Uh, I don't know, but you know, that's a good point. Yeah. At least 4 of them. But the value of that, why four? Oh, there were only three left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my brother told me a story of um, a gentleman from a company that, when they were giving away the Hummer, one of the one of those four men that were left at the end was somebody that we smoke with, John from two guys he was one of the four and basically this man that owns relatively large company said to the three other guys that were there i'll give you ten thousand dollars in cash if you give me your ticket right now and so all three of them did it and they took ten thousand dollars a piece and then this man was holding all the tickets all the tickets tickets. and won the hummer wow i don't think the hummer was that expensive to be honest with you that was uh andy and h1 from yep. metal crafters. Yes. Yep. And yeah, you can you can buy expensive. a you can buy a Humvee for like twenty grand already all remodeled and everything. Right. Yeah. Like an eighty nine or ninety something Humvee completely re overhauled for like twenty grand on eBay. Right. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, when they, not really that when that, that came expensive. out there were like six figures. Right. Yeah. yeah. They were right. Okay, back and the, then, and back the deal the at the time, the the Hummer was covered. With the two guys logo and a lot of cigars on there. And I believe what he said, if he didn't paint it, if he kept it with that, he'd give him a free box of cigars every month. Any box he wants. And so, so they, to carry the advertising around? To carry right. the advertising. So that's, he, that's well paid right so there. I used, I used to do business with him, and I don't anymore, but I did. And... uh I think he lasted about a year before his wife said, get rid of that paint job. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a free box. It's 12 boxes of cigars That's free. right. He could have gone and gotten a Padron 1926 yeah. or Anatomy right. box every thank year, every you, month, thank right? Thank you for that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's like a thousand well, plus every right, every month. Right, right. <laughs> that's very expensive advertising. Yeah, that's funny. So anyway, we all had a blast at the anniversary. It was center. a great was show, a, yeah. And, and, yeah. And the staff at the boroughs and the food. I, yeah. I think the service was, food you know, was they, excellent. They always, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. always mm-hmm. do a good job there. I mean, you, yeah. that room for a cigar smoker, and you know, I'll speak for myself that. You know, I, I've been to a lot of these events, you know, big smokes and dinners and things like that where people are smoking. That room in particular gets very smoky and it's yeah. very heavy. So so you're talking about a staff that I can almost guarantee 90% of them don't smoke. Mm-hmm. So to be in that room in the service, not complain and not wince, I mean, they were they were fantastic. Yes, they, they were are. Absolutely great. They are. Thank you, DeBurros. Thank you, DeBurros. Yes. yes. For because keep allowing. Definitely <laughs> listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that they don't put up fans where they had the two open doors to suck the smoke out. I was just surprised. Yeah. Uh, I actually I asked that question a couple years ago, and I think he can't do it by law by some weird Massachusetts law. I don't law. know about having 400 smokers in a room. I'm sure is some sort of law. Small smoking cigars. Well, I think yeah, if it's Massachusetts. I don't, I don't know, but Massachusetts, Massachusetts is weird. Yeah, they, they just have a law for everything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they just happen to have a law for extracting smoke out of a building with four hundred smokers. Yeah. But there, there is something about it. Yeah, right. some weirdness. It was okay. three, if it was three fifty, we would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> suck all you want. Hey, before we get to the conspiracy section, I do have a question for Chappie. So I always try to, um, I've asked some religious questions, so I have a religious question. So you have to explain Chappie. what's going on here. Okay, so Chappie, first of all, we have the reverend in the room, and we have Chappie. Chappie's so, a real chaplain. Yeah, the reverend is not really a reverend. It's a long story. Oh. It is a long story, but. Um, I'm disappointed. I thought he was. I was, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, tell was, you the story. what was that whole time we spent in the confessional booth? <laughs> exactly. There, what, what were we actually yeah, doing? Were we a, just confessing? <laughs> we weren't getting repentant? Uh, sort of a hack thing. It's yeah. okay. It's a hack thing. Rick, Nobody uh, should uh, be Nurse on Rick their knees tell you how that long. The how that came about. Bless you, my child. <laughs> God bless you. Go in peace. Yes. Big time. So Chappie, Chappie answers our questions when we ask some questions in... You know, we have some different faiths there and an honorary Jew over there. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a question for you, Chappie. So I attended a funeral a little, little time ago, mm-hmm. and I watched at the end of the funeral. First of all, I noticed that when you walked into the church, everybody stuck their hand into this holy water. And I thought, well, I'm a nurse. That just can't be um, healthy. Yeah. I mean, can be sanitary. I, I, I can imagine what the fecal count in that is. And I'm being serious. I'm talking as a nurse here. So, I can only imagine this. So, my question is about holy water. So, uh, so at the end, you know, got, so the guy kicks. He's in the coffin. And the priest goes up with this holy water, and he's sprinkling it all over the place. Now, my father-in-law, right, has told me their holy water comes from the Jordan. So... I guess my question to you is, uh, yeah. tell me the whole shtick about this holy water. And, like, does fecal, it come from the Merrimack water. River? And somebody, uh, like a priest, says, okay, I bless you. Now it's holy? Yeah. So, uh, so first of all, I am uh, I'm Baptist. I'm a Baptist minister. We don't, we don't believe in holy water. So uh, we don't believe in, like, like, holy objects. Right. So that's mostly part of either, you know, Roman Catholic or Eastern Orthodox tradition. If you don't believe um, in holy objects, why don't you put a big Jewish star in front of your church first, that big ass cross? 
Well, we don't have a big cross in front of our church. <laughs> we, have, we have a cross on our stage. Yeah, we'll but, put uh, a Jewish star there. Well, it's still an object. Yeah. Okay. So, so either way, so, so we still don't believe like the cross in and of itself is holy or anything like that. It's just made of wood and, uh, it represents something that's significant to us. But in and of itself, the object has no power or significance. But in the Roman Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox traditions, they do believe in, in what's something called sacramentalism. Like, have, have you heard about that term? Sacramentalism? I have. Yes. I actually, I actually did some research about holy water. Yeah. And found out it came from, um, I don't want to say the, when do you say Matthew, the Apostle Matthew, in the year four hundred, is it he was dead with, by then. I don't know. I, I was reading it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so so all right. So through through church history, there ended up becoming this thing called relics. So you, you guys have heard of relics before. Mm-hmm. So relics were originally something that people started putting religious devotion into. So a lot of people look uh, martyrs of the church. You know, so the for the first three hundred years of the church. Christians were kind of constantly persecuted, right, for their faith because they wouldn't become a part of the Roman emperor worship mm-hmm. system, so they wouldn't worship the emperor. So therefore, they were like thrown into the arena or something like that. And uh, so a lot of people were killed. And uh, what some did is they gathered the bones or the remains of these people, and they kind of consecrated them. They they kind of made them holy and separate. And and so people would actually gather around these remains, and they would start to offer veneration and worship almost to them. And it was, it was a big controversy for a very, very long time. But over the course of the century, so we're, we're talking thousand years, almost 1200, 1300 years into the medieval ages. Um, by the medieval ages, that sort of tradition of honoring like people's bones and objects and stuff like that as being holy in and of themselves, consecrated in and of themselves, became entrenched in the activities of the church. And so some of those things have still remained to this day. So like the idea of holy water, the idea of an, a holy object, the idea of something in and of itself, if it's blessed by a particular person like a priest, that object then has power to give the grace of God to the person who either beholds it or imbibes of it or washes themselves or cleanses themselves with it or partakes of it, right? But like I said, that's more of a Roman Catholic or an Eastern Orthodox aspect of the of the Christian tradition. I'm I'm Baptist and being Baptist we don't we don't have those same same beliefs. So it's a, a little that's bit different. I mean I what's that? Good explanation. I think yeah. we should be holy cigars. So <laughs> dip them in holy water or just do isn't the sacramental thing. Isn't that kosher? Like it's just blessed. Yeah, so, so can, we could call this God stick. Well, kosher would mean it doesn't have uh, particular animal byproducts in it. Yeah. Right. So there you go. There's a new name by for your a new rabbi. Cigar. You could say even if it God does. Stick. No. Am I, am I totally, stick. Am I completely wrong on that? There you go. I'm pretty sure not that right now. Uh, Rick, Rick, can can you expand yeah. on that? I mean, I know it, sure. no animal byproducts, uh, something being kosher, but. If it's blessed by a rabbi, isn't it? Doesn't it become kosher as well? No, beats the no. hell out of me. I'm a bad Jew. We should ask the real Jew. You missed that class, right? Didn't you? I did. They didn't teach us that at Hebrew yeah. school. Uh, no. DJ Gie. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Yeah, why don't we ask the Dominican so Jew? I, I, you know the answer to that? <laughs> no I know the answer. I know the answer to that. A rabbi does bless it. Yeah, he yeah, does. but, but rabbi, if I can't but, say an answer to it from from what we would say, but, you know, in, in our tradition and what we believe, is the thing that makes someone um, holy or the thing that makes someone right before God isn't necessarily an object, but is the faith that they have. We believe in, in Jesus Christ because we believe Jesus Christ was holy. We believe Jesus Christ was perfect. He lived a perfect life. He lived a righteous life. In every aspect, he was tempted just like us. The book of Hebrews says that, that he became a man. He became a human just like us. He was tempted in every single way, yet he still stayed faithful and obedient to God in everything he did. And so what we do what we believe is that we place our hope and our faith and our trust in him, not in ourselves, not in any object, not in anything that we can do, but in what he has done. And that's the way that we become, if you will, acceptable. We can become holy before God. We can become righteous before God, not because of ourselves, not because of an object, but because of a person, because of Jesus. And so uh, the object of our faith is in him and not in any anything else. So that's... Uh-huh. Bam. Yeah. Right. Bam. So what you're saying is that that fecal water is definitely not going to help us. Uh, I I don't believe so. That's that's why I've never, I mean, yeah. I've never heard it called fecal water. It's going to help you. It's going to help with your spread an infection. I've so never in my research because I was looking yeah. this up one day oh, yeah, well, yeah. and I was saying, um, you know, I just wonder. <laughs> Have they ever done fecal counts? And people have in, in at various churches and found very high concentrations of high fecal counts. So high flora. So think about dead. it. Dead. Everybody's walking in. <laughs> well, I'm a Jew, so no. we don't have only one. No, but never. Uh, never. Think about it. People walk in. Who yeah. knows where their hands have been? And they stick their hands in there. All right. It's, so. I have an idea. Now that you mentioned that, how about we the we propose to the uh, Roman and the Eastern uh, European Orthodox churches to change from water to another antiseptic, like alcohol, <laughs> right? So vodka, right? They're, they're Which is odorless. The, the holy the hand sanitizer. Well, the the wine is for the the uh, the Jesus uh, uh, body, right? For blood. for blood. one of the sacraments yeah, or whatever. I'm not yeah. very yeah. versed in religion, so you're gonna have to excuse me. But change that to alcohol. Put vodka inside. Bless it. You, and you can have people. You can have people putting their germs inside. It's gonna kill them, and then somebody can drink it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we, we, we just got to write a memo to the Pope. That's exactly. It. You know? What if they put like a heat source underneath to bring it to a boiling point? Oh, that would be to, good. To kind of burn off the... So it's going to burn off the germs in the water, yeah. the germs in your hand, your skin. You'll get third degree burns, <laughs> but you'll know that there will be no fecal matter on your face. Exactly. All problems all solved. Well, the... The Reverend Jim Jones had uh, Kool-Aid. How'd that work out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it tasted wow. good in the beginning. <laughs> going off the rails quickly, yeah. But thank you. Uh, so definitely so we turned this right into a conspiracy corner. You know, that yeah. they, they did the fecal count on the, you know, the, you go into McDonald's now, you get that big touch screen where you order. It's oh, yeah. covered with germs. Yeah. Because everybody's touching it. It's like, and then they go eat their food. So they could probably put some gloves, like latex gloves, mm-hmm. right next to it. So you put it on your your food. Latex glove dispenser, yeah. Well, so same with a shopping like cart, too. The surgery. There you go. You, know, you, you just put your hands out, 
And the gloves just come. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's another I, good idea. Well, that I was stop all, spreading germs. I was always <laughs> blown away by the the McDonald's employee that was helping when that first came out, was helping you and guiding you through that whole menu ordering system. <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, "You're now putting yourself out of a job." Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you were just taking an order before. Now you're showing me how to do the order myself. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's, so yeah. I they don't have it. they don't have a choice though. That's they the have out- to do it. Outcome of a fifteen dollar minimum wage, but that's a story. <laughs> that's, that's a conspiracy for another <laughs> But tonight's conspiracy is actually unholy water. I'm going to talk about, and we got hit with some unholy water by Dorian a week or so ago down in the Bahamas and uh, oh yeah, across the islands and brazed off of our, our country. But what I want to tell you on the conspiracy is, if you didn't know it, um, you know, hurricanes obviously form by themselves. But the big conspiracy out there is, where do they go once they form? And I'm not sure how many of you guys have heard of HOP, which is the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. And it was a government program that was just to change the ionosphere. And so what it's theorized that they can do is that the HOP program has the ability to create low and high pressures areas. And so if you back into what happened with Dorian and Dorian's track, when it first came out, it was going to go one direction, and all of a sudden it changed direction. And one of the things that started out was it went right through Epstein's Island down in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> and I know this ripped going. this away. And then the second place it hit, if you follow, is it hit the Bahamas and and the islands in the Bahamas. Now, m- most of you may not know what was in that Bahama island, the Abaco Island. What had been built there a couple of years ago is China had built a deep water port that they claim was for shipping, but wasn't being used for shipping. It was a place where China could bring and store their submarines 180 miles off the coast of the United States. And wouldn't you know it just by happenstance or hoppenstance, uh, <laughs> Dorian took out that port and totally decimated. So I feel bad for the people of the Abaco Islands, all the people who died in this and all, but that hurricane was aimed there. Now, some of the forces who were trying to do it, they actually, some people were trying to aim that hurricane originally at St. Lucie. They wanted to blow up the nuclear power plant because if you could have hit the St. Lucie nuclear power plant with a direct hit, you would have created a massive meltdown and you would have had a fiasco. And, and you know, that everybody who's anti-Trump, they're looking for some major disaster in this country to go against Trump. So that was the original track for it. And I believe that forces, good forces changed it. They wiped out Epstein's Island. They wiped out this port you know, and I feel bad for all the people who passed away in it, but they had to take out this Chinese port. And then, of course, the hurricane grazed right off the coast and hardly did any damage to the United States. And um, wouldn't you know, we have another uh, hurricane. It's not a hurricane yet. It's a tropical storm uh, nine right now forming, and it's looking like it's going to do the same track starting next week. So Abaco Island might be hit again. So maybe uh, they didn't totally destroy the port, and they got to hit it with another hurricane. But <laughs> that's, I mean, there is that's, that's a little stuff. extreme right that's there. Some deep stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! Well, Holy crap. Crap. it is. Go, go look up Hop. Go do a little research on the Chinese deep port that was built a few years ago, and uh, the last administration allowed China to build this deep water port. You know, it's off ama- the coast. Where's the IRS? 
Where's their building? Can we- <laughs> <laughs> Throw a hurricane over there. They got multi location. Hey, it's it's all good. in the clouds now. I got some so files you're- that need to be. Uh, it's all in the clouds now. So you're fucked. Better than what? that. We don't get any of that. We could dump Wait, some holy you mean the water hurricanes? that's been tainted and they'll all get giardia. You're not a target for any of that that's happening. No, we're pro-United States. The Dominican Republic is pro-United States. It's, uh, they're yeah. When, they're pro-every. Well, what are you guys anti-anything? Like, everyone's happy down there. Look at the last. They're anti, anti-Haiti. Wasn't there a big hurricane <laughs> last year that was aimed right at the Dominican and turned at the last minute? Uh, and- well, it didn't really turn. It grazed the coast. It okay. really did some damage on the coast. We had a couple bridges, old bridges that yeah. fell down in certain locations. Old uh, bridges, but you didn't to be get reconstructed. You didn't yeah, get they the needed dr- to be reconstructed. And so what are we talking about? Fifty, the sixty. Uh, they took out the old bridges so yeah, they could the, build new. So was it demolition, saving right. on demolition Demol- job? But you didn't yes. get the there direct hit. And and if you believe uh, this, no, that I did touch land on some points. You did uh, two years ago, not not last year, two years ago when Maria. The big hurricane that destroyed right. Puerto Rico yes. completely decimated Puerto Rico, where to this point, there are still parts of Puerto Rico that doesn't have any electricity. Wow. That same hurricane or that same period of hurricanes where we had like seven different hurricanes, there were two of them that actually touched ground in the Dominican. They didn't do a lot of damage. We just had a lot of water, a lot of flooding. There's a reason yeah. why. Dominican Republic, we are prepared for this. I mean, our constructions are not like U.S. constructions, not like Puerto Rico. We ever all, all our buildings are concrete buildings. Yeah, we're used to not having light. We're used to not having water. Yeah. We're used. We're used for everything. I mean, yep. that is that is actually yeah. very true. Our infrastructure, it's prepared for catastrophe. Exactly. All right. So, question: Your farms, where yes. you grow this great tobacco, it's outside. Yeah, so when you hear. Huh? No, but when you hear like one of these major storms are coming, cropping, cropping, and planting season is not around hurricane season. Okay, that works. Hurricane season is from September, August, September, all the way until November. Okay, Uh, that's not cropping season. The seeding season and seeding is done outside the farms. Right. So you really, there are certain other agricultural products that do get damaged, especially like green bananas, right? Because that is growing season for green bananas. So a couple of years ago, when the hurricanes came in, they completely decimated the green bananas. So there was a big shortage on the country. Import. Yeah, but tobacco itself is not affected by hurricanes. We were affected by a big drought. Right. That that it was the exact opposite. The beginning of the year, the first half of the year, we had no water. So tobacco was started to be implanted on July, whereas it's usually planted around March. So that was a big point. Uh, we are going to feel a shortage of tobacco because of the drought uh, that happened at the beginning of this year. Probably next year, we're going to start feeling that. So prices might go up on some stuff. Uh, stock up now. So, yeah. so you need to take a couple of your acres. Dig a big ass hole and put some water in it, so you can you can use your own <laughs> well, resources. We were uh, the part. Our particular farms were kind of like in a blessed situation because we're close to water, so we were able to actually get three crops out of our land this year. So you had holy water. a big ass hole with water, and then it, you're saying bless. So I'm like, oh, it's a holy well. It's a holy well. It's a water in a, a, 
water in a hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but uh, hurricanes don't really affect tobacco plantations because the tobacco cropping season is outside the hurricane season, yeah. which is September to November. See, but now he's going to go back to the DR and he's going to say, I'm going to build a big-ass hole and put some water I'm going to get a too. priest in there and just go, like, bless that out. And, he, and he's going he's gonna to look into Hop and find out if Hop is really saving his product. Right. So I have another conspiracy. Probably have it on Amazon. <laughs> I have another conspiracy topic that I want to ask you about. What the hell happened with Big Poppy? Well, um, you know, there's a lot of heat going on around that right now, so I'm not... Uh, I don't want to say it publicly in, in case I get investigated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Ahead, to I'll be say honest with you. you, there's there's so many different theories out there. I don't think it was for the for the for that girl. To be honest with you, I think there's something deeper going down there. I mean, not even Poppy uh, believes that it was a mistake. So he's having his people investigate now. He, I mean, if you're getting shot. Yep. You kind of know why you're getting shot. That's my whole thing, you know. It's not like somebody's shooting at you. I'm like, I don't know why, why this guy's shooting at me. So, But I still don't believe the whole story. Like, that bullet wasn't meant for him. It was meant for some other guy. Because, come on. Have you seen Poppy? Exactly. Who can confuse that guy? Yeah. Well, actually... I- what you said? Uh... Well, yeah, there was this guy uh, that uh, they had him going around on the TV, and the guy said the uh, you know everybody knows Poppy, everybody sees Poppy, and they know who it is from the kids are six year old to the right. big guys. The only person that you could confuse Poppy with is King Kong, and King Kong doesn't live here. <laughs> so... <laughs> Louis Piat. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think there's there's something more there. And I think he knows more than what he's letting on because, honestly, if you're getting shot for you, right. kind of like have an idea why they're shooting at you. Hey, so, as I say, well, everything's well, a conspiracy. Side, there have been a, around 20 arrests because of Big Poppy. After yeah. the shooting, 20 arrests have been made. And after that, there was one guy that really sounded a lot. And actually, he's a big player in DR. He, he got investigated. So well, he's not right not now. only investigated. There, the DEA, the United States DEA, is after him, yeah, uh, big time. So the original guy that went around that because of that this guy had him shot because uh, he was sleeping around with his girlfriend or one of his girlfriends because the guy is actually <laughs> married. He actually is being pursued right now by the DEA and about forty people of his whole entourage of drug dealing and money laundering a scheme has been put into jail except for him even his wife is in jail right he now came in the spotlight because of poppy. and he right. came into the spotlight because of the poppy situation so uh the guy owned 20 nightclubs he owned like eight mall strips numerous i'm talking about dozens and dozens of apartment buildings and houses you're talking about over 100 properties here that were seized in one day, uh, a lot of different properties that owned by different people were also seized, and they got this whole entourage of people in jail right now. Even his wife is. They still haven't caught the guy, and there's numerous things going around there um, saying that he was tipped off from the general attorney's office that he was going to come. He had the military and the drug enforcement police on his payroll, blah, 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 and it so goes on and was, on and on. Was his name El Chappie? El Chappie. <laughs> 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 they call him Cesar El Abusador, Cesar the Abuser. 
Uh, yeah. So not a very funny name. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And, uh, and from what I've heard, he actually <laughs> earned his nickname. Oh, that's it. Cool. Yeah, so don't piss him off, Rick. Well, <laughs> or he'll abuse you. <laughs> oh, boy. All Use right. a sober hairbrush, baby. All right. We got any more conspiracy topics? That was a that great was- one. That was the big one. That's good. I never aim, saw that aim, one coming. Aiming hurricanes like it's a like a gun or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, what they do is they Shoot just right change out. the pressure, put a little change low pressure, pressure down below, a little high pressure above, and they can modify the air pressure above and below, and they have the ability. That's where they, they dead stop the thing. If you really think about it, this hurricane stopped right on Abaco Island and just spent a full day and why would you go after a little island like that until you find out that there were Chinese subs there you know it was a port wow. so, so there was a reason there was you know it wasn't just what happenstance hop h-a-a-r-p which yeah. is a I've heard it's of been that a before. program that's been running since yeah. like yeah since like the 70s or 80s yeah. something like that yeah it goes hop. back I think it really <laughs> took hold in like 2007 they yeah. really perfected it and uh, it's a weather modification program and, you know, I mean, the idea of it was it was built for things like you were talking about. Yep. They wanted to bring rain and stop drought. So they said, well, let's build a program so that we can avoid drought. That's usually how things start. And then when they see a military potential for it, they go and bam and seize that. Yeah. yeah that's where it all comes down yeah, to. Yeah. So I we got the good and the evil fighting it out here in the government, as I say. <laughs> now, the uh, movie Helen, Helen Hunt was in Twister. That was based off of the original government funding for um, the whole weather system. I've never seen it. Twister? You've never seen Twister? It's true. It's true. Nope. Came out when you were born. <laughs> yeah. I know of the game that you play called Twister. Twister. I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the movie, no, but the game was really fun. At the end, at the end. Especially when you're playing with girls that are wearing yoga pants and things like that. That's really fun. I didn't see every episode. Did they ever have a hurricane episode on The Simpsons? Because usually they predict the future. They predict the future, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they ever did. That's funny. All right. So we should rate this. Yes, we should review the cigar here. Well, we're almost down to the end here. This has been a nice hour and a half smoke on this thing. It has. So I'm going to start off with this rating. I'm giving this cigar a 9.5. This is an wow. excellent cigar. Wow. Thank you. I very much like this 9. cigar. 9.5 out of 100? 10. There are a lot of wild scales out there. So you, know. <laughs> yeah, so you have to be sure, right? <laughs> yes, I give then. this one an A out of 10. <laughs> All right, Chappie. Yeah, uh, I've, had, uh, I've had the opportunity of having... Three of uh, the Dominguez cigars today. This uh, the last one that we just had, the High Tower. Um, so I finished mine up about five minutes ago. I smoked it a little quicker, but it was uh, yeah, it was excellent. It had a nice, smooth profile the whole way through. It burned consistently. I really enjoyed that part. You know, like it it, it wasn't jumping flavor profiles, which is sometimes nice. You know, but sometimes it's really nice to just have a nice consistent smoke all the way through from beginning to end. Uh, so I'd give it a nice solid nine. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Taco. I didn't have one. I had the regular the regular line, which I thought was and very Jose good. Dominguez so, signature. So, so I'd give that one a nine, too. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Yeah, those are good, too. Very good. Those are good. Okay. Mustang. I'm at an 8.88. You're in the eight rush. <laughs> right. 
Dominate, Hit the flux uh, capacitor at that point. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but if you multiply eight times eight times eight, that actually spells harp. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad you knew that. Right. <laughs> I will give it a nine. Um, when I first lit it, the first few puffs was very mild, but then you get that that body to it afterwards, mm-hmm. and then that was very consistent through, so I really liked it. Reverend. It Thank you. Well, I tell you, I'm loving this cigar, and I think I'm going to buy some more of these after I smoked the ones that I got. And it burnt even. Had a nice, great, mild taste to it. I like a mild cigar. Didn't have any problems with it, you know, uh, cracking or anything like that. I'm going to give it a 9.75. Well, there you go. thank you. I'm on a 9.5 on this for sure. Thank you. Italian over there? I'm telling. Yeah. I'm telling. Usually what happens is he tells everybody's been in the nines and oh, yeah. average it out, it'll you, come out to eight. You leave <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to be careful. You leave, you leave the Jew with the numbers. <laughs> like total, total, average was nine, total, is, yeah. total average was 9.5, but I'm going to keep one, so it's 8.5. This, this, <laughs> this call up you all owe me $150. Right. Like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> So this comes out to a 9.3, which puts it in our top cigar for for the top 10. Oh, wow. So this wow. is going to be in the top 10. We're, we're going to uh, hopefully near the end of the year, we're going to look at our, all our cigars that rated above a 9 and rate out. Thank us. you. So man. you're, you're up you. there, man. Thank you. Yeah, well, and, and, I'll actually, and I'll I'll say, too, for myself that this wasn't, this wasn't even the best Dominguez I've had today, so... I mean, it's a you know, it's a quality line. Every single product that they have out there, whether you get the Maduro, the natural, like it's a fantastic smoke, yeah. and the price point's amazing too for that. Yeah. Like for for this type of a score, I mean, because we don't we don't gauge it for the price point. It's just no, we based don't. on right. So for the price point, that's an incredible, it's incredible insane. score. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Unbelievable. Yeah, for all sixty ring gauge cigars. Under seven dollars, right? I think yeah. six ninety nine wow. for for the six ninety nine six by seven. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. This is delicious. Well, place. this is this is our ninety sixth episode. All right, and the rating today was up there with the, you know every every uh, episode we have we rate the cigar, and this is one of the one of the highest that we've rated through a long the, time through the ninety sixth episode that we've had. And that's not because you're here either. No. No, no. <laughs> you have different no I hear you you're very honest. Well I, I hear you. that you're very honest about your ratings. I fell in love with a Lagianus. All right. But I think I'm gonna have to dump her Stick with him. <laughs> oh boy, Dave! Oh, the Reverend has decided to go the other way. Uh, 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 yeah, you know, I mean, both of them are great cigars, you know. And but this, I tell you, it's this. This is I like the taste. It's, a, it's got a good taste to it. Thank you. It, 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 it smokes really well. It has a nice draw. A couple episodes ago, we had a herb that uh, the cigar uh, split on me, you know, but it was just out of wrapper. But this, I tell you, this is, I think this would go very good with a, with a highball or a scotch or something like that, you know, but I'm loving this thing. Sorry, Lagiana. 
<laughs> You've been dubbed. Sorry, sorry baby. Yeah. Yes, yesterday's news. Yeah. Well, we all saw Gianna on, on Wednesday, yeah, so we yeah. she yeah. came into town. Dave won't let me into two guys anymore. <laughs> could all sorry, come you, in, but the reverend. You can get them all here. Yeah, you can get them all here at Plaza. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the yeah, thing I liked about the Hightower, and really all of them, they all have this yeah. really mild, subtle sweetness to them. Yes. It's not, it, yes. It's, it's not a fake sweetness, though. It's not like, you know, this additive or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's naturally imbued into the into the blend. And I, I like that. I like having that on the palate yeah. while you're smoking it. You yeah. know, you, you're, you're smoking all the other aspects of the profile, too, whether, you know, it's the the earthy, earthy tones yeah. to it or some of the mild spices. But I like that, that sweetness there. That's in that's in every single puff. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to buy me a, a bottle of bourbon and do what uh, uh, Richard Carlton said. Yeah. The, put your hand over and let the uh, smoke right. get into the. Yep. You know. Yep. Taste smoke the smoke. It. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try that. But I love this cigar. Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> good stuff, <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> you got the the Reverend and the Chappie endorsement. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. In the good graces with the church. Don't right. forget the Dominican Jew. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can get it consecrated so it can become the holy, the holy cigar. <laughs> the holy cigar. <laughs> I mean, the other guys. You know, I'm a slow. I'm a, I'm a slow smoker. I take my time with it. You know, a lot of these guys they can smoke cigars to my one, but I just I just like to sit, enjoy it, take my time on it or whatnot. And I tell you, I, I tell you, I'm liking this thing. Thank you. All right. I'm going to light it after I finish this, which will probably be a. Another hour, so I'm going to light up another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's come to that point where we're going to wrap this up, so let's uh, get this going. Okay, we have to thank the panel. Nurse Rick. This town needs an enema. Hey, animal boy, in Plastow, Plastow Cigar, enjoying a fantastic cigar. The Jose Dominguez. The Jose Dominguez High Tower. All right, we got, ooh, ooh we got Dominic Dominator. Dominator. Thank you. Thank you for the cigar. It was very enjoyable. Thank you. Appreciate it. Do you have something for the chappy here? Sure, we can come up with something. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Chappie-lo-ya, Chappie-lo-ya, Chappie-lo-ya. All right. Yeah, and, uh, thank you guys all for coming out. Uh, I think we had a great night. Thank you, uh, Jose and uh, Gia and uh, Ilsa, for coming out for uh, just a fantastic and and. Uh, Wow, why, why do I want to call you Oscar all of a sudden? It's Oliver. Like, I want to call you Oscar. <laughs> whatever Oliver, whatever yes. rolls off your tongue. Yeah, and Oliver, thanks for coming out tonight and uh, for bringing just some awesome cigars. Yeah. Great this swag. was the Oscars. You'd be getting one. Yeah. yeah, you'd be getting an Oscar. Maybe that's why. Thank you. You'd be getting an Oscar. Thanks, Oliver. I'd like to thank my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we get the taco, Steve. Taco night, baby. So us, us hacks had some professionals with us tonight. We did. It was, uh, it was nice to hear somebody explain things, you know, not like us. You know? And it was very good. I, I really enjoyed the cigar, and I enjoyed your company, too. Thank you. Thank, thank you very thank much. You. Likewise. Okay. We got Mustang Mike. Mustang Sonny. 
All right. Smoke the Jose's and stay out of the eye of the storm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Until you get your own harp. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Hobby. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, good out, everybody. I hope you enjoyed your show. We had some really special guests tonight. The cigar was excellent. Be safe, be well, and we'll be uh, on the air next week. Same time, oh, same great. station. Jose, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm honored. Thank you, Plasto, for having us. Sit on my throne at the Prince of L.A. That's Oliver's cue. <laughs> He's the one wearing the Adidas tracks. You Oscar. <laughs> you want the Oscar one? I want the Oscar. <laughs> no, well, thank you, guys. Uh, it was real honor, and uh, thank you, Plasto, for having us. Uh, we had a great event here, and a uh, great way to wrap uh, the day off. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, Oscar. <laughs> that's a, another guy. That's guys. <laughs> right. That's, that's the other. Uh, that's the other. other that's the other big O. Yeah. Um, no, I just want to uh, say thank you for uh, making this happen. Uh, the, the laughs tonight were fantastic. It's always good to appreciate some time with uh, with some good people, and uh, and you guys made it happen. So thank you all. How long's it been since you've been on a, on a podcast? <laughs> a week, maybe. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I don't even know. Can't I can't tell you. Yeah, it used to be your regular on the Ashholes. I, I was a regular on the Ashholes, and then uh, travel just got yeah, in the way, and then yeah. I became a guest on the Ashholes. <laughs> you, you guys take it. Then a special guest. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you tonight. Yeah. You know, the Hex have to call you Oscar from now on. Right, from now on. From now on, your name is known as Oscar. No, he gets the Oscar Award for Best Cigar. Right. <laughs> there you go. As long as we don't call him the princess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks to the listeners. You made it through another one. Oh, wait a minute. This wait. is Cigar Hack Dave. Cool, yeah. The man! The legend! I always forget to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our social media tag is Cigar Hacks. All over the usual channels. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our website, CigarHacks.com. Pornhub. We go. also have to thank our special guests out there. Yep. We have the Chinese Dominican Jew. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, all you know, all your wisdom. Nice. <laughs> and his lovely wife, Ilsa. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I'm probably hacking it. <laughs> right? But then again, I'm a hack. What do you expect? Just let it go. Kiss her, love her. Fat girl is... <laughs> okay. See you next time on Cigar Hacks. Remember, we're just a bunch of hacks talking cigars, etc. Uh, this is good. Yep. Roll out. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Everybody has their own music. Oh, nice. So, all right. Good little drop. So, all right. I don't know what we're going to use for you guys, but you'll come up with something. It's like right. a little Beastie Boys so, brass monkey, if I could. So, I, I, I'm on a highway to hell. Amen. There you go. Amen to that one, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. No. We can introduce it. I not drink like that. That was a creepy set. <laughs> Please don't do that anymore. Go ahead. All right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs>
You should do that later when we're recording. <laughs> Whenever he's talking, I'll do it. Yeah. That's great. Here we go. That's great. Say, tell us about the blend. 